This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 74 of the Wisdom by Louisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Janelle. I am Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Yagela. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Since our last episode, Sophia has published the post-show report for the August WESA trade show. Sophia is here to share some more details. Yes, we finished crunching some numbers and ran the last and final registration list. So we welcomed 810 buyers from almost 400 stores and actually 100 of these stores were new and attended the WESA trade show for the very first time. And how about the exhibitors? The exhibitors took over almost 30,000 square feet of the Dallas Market Center. And that was across the 11th floor where we set up 145 temporary spaces. And then the 14th floor and some others where um, we had 114 exhibitors opening up their showrooms. And then we also had 33 new members who showcased their items for the first time. Awesome. And um, there's international attendees and exhibitors also? Yes, we did have some, but of course that number is still quite low in comparison to what it normally is during non-pandemic times. But we still had we still had eight international exhibitors and eleven international stores. Before Michael Baca got into the Western world, he managed a restaurant. Then he took his skills dealing with the public to the retail side of the Western wear business, managing a Western warehouse store, and subsequently moved to the brand side of the industry. Today, he's responsible for three of the major boot brands in the business, Tony Lama, Nakona, and Justin. He joins us today to chat about his journey through the business. Michael Baca, welcome to the Wisdom by WISA podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> I hope we have a good time. Hope you enjoy talking with us. Um, based on our conversation of a few hours ago, you actually got into the Western world business back in 2003 retail, uh, in retail management and then progressed to where you are now. But let's talk a little bit about that path, if you would, going back to the uh, Western warehouse world. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was a great experience coming from restaurant management into retail. Uh, it was a little bit of a change, a different change of pace. Uh, but in all in all, you know, just managing people, managing product. So uh, I kind of transitioned into that position fairly well, I would think. Um, it was a great experience. Got to, to learn buying habits and, you know, end consumer enthusiasm, uh, you know, building a rapport with you know, these end consumers and uh, all in all, it's just a great learning experience for me. Did you know much about the Western apparel, Western tack world before you walked into it? Was that part of your lifestyle? 
Yes, yeah, so definitely my lifestyle, but I didn't know anything. I'm from a small town uh, south of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and ain't really ever been anywhere before that, you know. And But we were raised, you know, on a farm, so to speak. We had animals, horses and cows, and pigs and chickens and rabbits even. And, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, the lifestyle of just being a cowboy and wearing the grub, you know. And so you move into, and how long were you in the retail side of the world? Uh, about two and a half years uh, with Western Warehouse was about it. Um, but I tell you what, I, I got to manage three of their different stores. Um, one of them at a manager level and two of them at an assistant manager level. And uh, really got to, to learn a lot in that period of time. And then you move into the brand side of the business. Uh, and I'm assuming that knowing the retail side of the business was helpful when you began representing brands because you had an idea what the person on the other side of the desk or the other end of the phone was thinking when you made a sales call. Absolutely. Um, you know, whenever uh, I got an opportunity to get on the wholesale side or the branding side of things, I, I, um, you know, jumped in with both feet and, and just try to utilize the knowledge I gained from the retail side of things and, and use that towards the, you know, distribution side of things and brand awareness side of things that I, you know, the new jobs that I had in front of me. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was full blow. Now, you were really working kind of as an independent until you came back in-house at Justin. Is that right? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I started the, with a position that was an independent job. I was able to carry multiple lines, and I did so uh, carrying a, a primary uh, hat line and then, you know, several uh, footwear lines along with that, like Anderson Bean and Rio, some Mercedes and Hondo, and uh, even American hat, Saratelli hat was the big one that I carried for a long time now. Okay. And then now you find yourself with two, probably the three biggest brands in the business. And what's that like? Oh boy. It's, uh, it's exciting. I mean, you know, I, I did a, I did a lot of work, you know, with these medium tier brands and got out there and built my reputation on that in my territory. So whenever, uh, I was offered the position of Tony Lama in 2010, I, took it man it was it was awesome to have a finally have a you know a staple brand a name like tony lama that's been around for 100 you know plus years 110 plus years they they you know it was just awesome i, I it, words are hard to explain how how exciting it was to finally walk in the store and um you really do have an opportunity to change that the footprint of that store you know by by the product i place in there and the knowledge that I pass along to the sales associates. It was really cool. Definitely. Uh-huh. I want to go back to the restaurant business for just one second. I know that has nothing to do with the Western industry, but from my understanding, that's one of the most difficult. Uh, what would I say? One of the most difficult things to do to work in a restaurant, run a restaurant, anything involving a restaurant is, is Am I right? Oh, a hundred percent. The hardest part with, the hardest part with the restaurant business was um, managing the staff, believe it or not. Um, you know, there's the high turnaround with the staff. You know, they, they uh, call in sick, don't show up. And there's a lot of that, you know. And then the customer service, you know, play, comes yes. out a little too hot or a little too cold. It was just, yeah, definitely multitasking yes. and many different factors. 
Sure. And that's where I was going to go with that. I mean, I even though restaurant means nothing uh, Western, I think uh, where it bridged the gap there is the customer service. Because if I, if I've learned anything in life, anything you do, no matter what business you're working with or working for or running is, um, is the need for great customer service. And you just mentioned the food may be hot or cold. So you had to come with, uh, I mean, an astronomical amount of customer service. How is that parlayed? into working with three brands that not only are amazing brands, but they have longevity. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, in the restaurant side of things, I was always asked, you know, to be pulled in multi, multiple different directions. Now carrying these three brands, Justin, Tony Lama, and Nakona, uh, you know, it's really helped me uh, separate the three brands, uh, yeah. in, in my presentation and in my, in my, uh, and how I manage the three brands got to be all different. They mean different things to different customers. All three of them huge, you know, it's, it's a yeah. big, big responsibility. And the restaurant business definitely probably would, I would have to say, I'd have to credit the restaurant businesses to giving me the ability to manage those three brands. Yeah, definitely. It, and I, um, I may be speaking somewhat out of turn, but I, and maybe not as a whole, but I do feel like we've lost touch with a lot of customer service. Um, although I believe technology is really great, although I have used technology to the fullest extent, um, there's something to be said for that one-on-one personal customer service still. Right. No, um, I agree with that. You know, with the, the, you know, the everybody in the world having a computer in their pocket, so to speak. You know, it's really uh, jeopardized that experience of having somebody walk up to you, be, you know, kind and ask about the weather, you know, whatever small talk it takes to create a conversation and yeah. then go from there and, and try to figure out exactly what the customer wants or needs or is just you know, maybe doesn't want or need, but just happy to look at. And, you know, and the, the, a lot of the times the, these, these customers are missing out on, <laughs> excuse me, on quality relationships with the associates at the store level, you know, um, when yeah. I was at the store level, many friends, I had a Rolodex of, you know, a hundred different customers that, sure. you know, each one of them specific to, you know, what style of jeans they like to what color, of, you know, shirts they like to wear. Sure. And, um, you know, without, with, with the modern technologies definitely put a, put a, a hindrance on that. I would have to say for sure. Yeah. But it's still out uh, there. I mean, I, we, sure. we still service the heck out of people. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the, a perfect combination would be to keep those uh, those skills that you learn in the restaurant business with customer service and add in all the technology we have. I mean, you can't you, you have to have both at this point where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What are your other secrets to long? The word longevity keeps coming up to me when I look at these brands. Mm-hmm. Um, what what equals longevity to you for these brands? Um, well, you know, starting with Justin, you know, that it's the second oldest boot company that's still manufacturing boots today. Um, you know, they've, they've set a standard and they've stood by that standard of making, you know, quality goods here and afar, you know, domestic quality goods, all other product, old world construction, um, a fit that doesn't change from boot to boot. So the guy that's wearing that Justin knows if he's a size 10 David or size 10 D. He's a 10 D and he, he knows yeah. what pulling one up off the shelf is going to be the one for him. Um, yeah. Always 
keeping up with uh, modern trends and, and things that are happening within the industry itself, you know, like yeah. Aztec prints are pretty popular right now. Anything Southwestern is really popular. We're doing a lot of that. And then we're kicking it to the old school stuff as well. You know, some of that classic Roper looks or classic Arto mm-hmm. with the four walking hill um, that just screams, you know, gentlemen's boot. So we've, we've stayed yeah. true to our, true to our values in that. So I think that's how Justin, Tony Lama and Nakona have all been able to, sure. you know, stay alive over a hundred years for all, you know, individually, each, each one of those companies, yeah. you know, with Justin at 1879, Tony Lama in 1911 and Nakona in 1925, you know, that's, you know, it's, 300 yeah. years. Just it's really, brands. it's really remarkable because when we talk fashion, I mean, in my opinion, boots are part of fashion. So when we talk about the Western fashion industry or any fashion industry, trends come and go, brands come and go. And it's always, you know, the next new thing. Um, So it really says something that um, these brands have been around so long and and you're you're part of that. But I want to go back to something you just mentioned about that old school Roper style boot. Are we going to see that more is it going to come back? I mean, because we've kind of been in the square toe for a while. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> square toe is king right now. Um, but yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, in, you know, in all over my territory, there's still people that want that Roper boot. Um, really? And we still make it. Yeah, we yeah. still make it. Still make it the same way we did, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Um, Let me tell you. not, the Roper's actually been around like 70 years, but well, I believe popularity it. was probably, yeah. I'm was not probably that 30 old. 30 or 40 years ago. I'm not that old, uh-huh. but I do have two pair of Justin Ostrich Roper boots that oh, I won't yeah. part yeah. with because I said yeah. they're going to come back around sometime. And I, I've been holding them <laughs> for quite some right, time, right. but no, right. all jokes aside, I think it's uh, very interesting to talk to somebody like you that um, have been involved in brands that have withstood the test of time and quality and uh like i said the ever-changing trends and and new things casey i think you'd yeah, like yeah. to have you buy a third pair <laughs> well yeah so the, i've had way more than two pair but those are the two that i have saved <laughs> michael i got a yeah. question for you let's go back to uh, your retail days if you were sitting down talking to uh, a couple of young store managers or assistant managers how would you tell them to take full advantage of everything that a really good brand has to offer in terms of helping them generate sales for their store? And do you think that they are taking full advantage of what you have to offer to a retailer uh, when they're just starting out? Absolutely. Uh, The first part of the question, you know, with, sitting down with young store uh, managers and associates now, the, the benefits to the brand is knowing that we stand behind our product. We warranty the product. Uh, we're always on the cutting edge. We use the finest quality leathers and, and materials that we can source. And, uh, you know, the history of the brand, you know, teaching them that, you know, Justin has been around this long. It's, you know, only moved a couple of times at factories. And, you know, the same with uh, Tony Lama you know, just explaining to them how, you know, Tony Lama, you know, was one of the first uh, boot companies to start putting different colored tops on and different stitch patterns in the, in the top quarter panels and changing heel and toe combinations and really innovated boot wearing as we know it today. Um, 
And as far as, you know, if I feel like they're taking advantage of me today, some are definitely, um, you know, I, I, I think knowledge is keen king and if you, if the more you learn the, the the further along you'll get in this industry you got to love it um to to you know be able to advance in it so i try to tell these guys love what you do you know um there's not every day that you get to make a friend out of selling them a pair of shoes or a pair of boots so to speak you know and and whenever you do that correctly you'll have a friend for life and that's that's probably the most important part of it is somebody walking into the store and saying I talked to James last week and he really helped me out with these boots. I brought my mom now. Let's see if we can get her into a pair or whatever, you know, hypothetically speaking. So, yeah, I mean, those are are good answers because I think, you know, young people starting out in any business, but we'll stay with the Western wear retail business. They need the knowledge and the support and the marketing muscle that good brands provide to them. But you wonder sometimes if they're really taking full advantage of what you guys have on the table. Yep. Oh, I'll I'll wear them out. I'll talk to every one of them and wear them out until they don't want to hear me no more. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, you'll, you'll find them, ge- them gems, you know, the ones that, you know, just can't wait to see you when you walk in the store. They're super, exci- super excited. You know, hey, I talked to this customer last week. Is it true that our toes are coming back? You know, hey, yeah, actually they are, you know, so it's pretty cool. If you see the passion still alive. Um, our, our industry is such a small niche community, so to speak. And that's from our consumers all the way up to where we're at in the wholesale distribution side of things. Um, it's hard to walk walk into a room and not know half the room, uh, you know, with it, inside of our industry, you know, it's pretty awesome. Right. And of course, since this is the wisdom by Lisa podcast, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't chat just a little bit about how you see Lisa assisting uh, guys like you who are making their living selling the products that Lisa represents. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, Lisa to me is uh, the a very pivotal tool that I use, you know, not just at markets, but around markets. Um, you know, they've been able to, you know, collaborate all of us sales reps, the, the companies we work with um, to our retailers and make it really, really easy for them to navigate through and, and find what specific uh, needs fit the specific store. So, you know, without Lisa being in place, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be such a thing. You know, and it's pretty awesome to know that Lisa's turning 100 years old. And, uh, you know, that's talk about longevity. There you go. Well, and we uh, we agree with you. Listen, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, it's always uh, fun to talk to people who've grown up uh, in various parts of the industry and see it from different perspectives. Uh, that's kind of what makes WISA the way it is. And I want to thank you for spending some time with us uh, on the Wisdom by WISA show. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at the website wisdombywisa.com. And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. There's a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free, and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.